looks like no. Squints. You're not allowed to call me Squints. Squints Absolutely not. Is those squints? Where's Wendy Peppercorn? Hey, where's Wendy? Hey, Your mar- darling lover girl. Hey, he's married to Wendy Peppercorn. He, he got her knocked up. And that's what I'm talking about. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Meh. Sitting next to him is our pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great episode as always, guys. We got some great stuff to talk about. But before we do that, we always got to do we always do. We gotta catch up. Well, I just think it's crazy. We're just hot off the presses, uh, coming off of our episode that we talked about uh, sheltering in place, uh, winter survival methods, um, with everything that was going on with Texas, and then here we are today. A gorgeous seventy-three degrees here in East Tennessee. It just seems so surreal. Talking yep. winter, talking ice, snow, and stuff like that. And Trey, who we had on last week. You know, he, he's been dealing with the ice, not getting be, being able to get to work and stuff like that. And about five o'clock this morning, he goes out for a jog at 64 degrees out in Texas. So, I mean, let's be honest with that mofo when it was still cold as hell was getting his jog on. I'm sure he was. He yeah. said during the blizzard, he's out there making ribs. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, we've, we've been blessed with some gorgeous weather. Um, I'm looking forward to getting out there and, and uh, all of us getting together and getting to cook soon. Yeah, no, I mean, today was uh, a beautiful day that the Lord has made, but, you know, I got to say, um, thank you for everybody that, would, you know, listened, uh, everybody that sent up prayers for Texas because, you know, they finally thawed their asses out, and I'm glad that, you know, our friends down there came out of this thing on the other side. Okay, that all that's over with and good, so just uh, very thankful for that. So did you guys see some of the news stories coming out of Texas where people are having like $10,000 power bills? Yes. Yeah. No. That's crazy. I would be really curious to follow up with Trey and, and uh, Swistifer and see if any of those guys, either of them, because they both said, you know, Swiss said he lost power for a while and then he got mm-hmm. it back. I, I'm curious if they're affected by those crazy power bills. I'm sorry. There'd be a big fat dick I would tell them to eat. <laughs> Uh, yeah right. I'm, that's not happening. But I'll, I'll tell you this though. Um, Stacy, I think, told me about this that um, when people started finally getting back to work, getting back to their, being able to get to their businesses, there was one uh, woman who owned, I believe it was a convenience store. Correct me if I'm wrong, Stacy. Uh, she had all you know. You go to like a gas station, they got the waters all sitting out in the front or whatnot. Mm-hmm. All of her waters were gone. And she's like, great. Everybody, you know, it's, you know, I understand it. People needed water, but they took it all. She walks up to her front door, and there's like cash just laid all on the floor. People have slipped it through the door of the place. Yeah, that's pretty good. yeah there was $620 in cash. Just for her water. For all of the stuff that, you know, she had had outside that the residents had taken, but they didn't, they didn't take it. They didn't loot. Like they literally left money and she was like, my store has been closed and we have been, um, goosebumps, we've not been able to work and I made $620. I mean, God that's bless fantastic. Texas. You know that what I mean? Cool. That's, it's, that's awesome, man. Mm. 
Mm. Now, on to some more good news. Um, we have a birthday on the podcast this week, guys. Uh, one of our own has a birthday this week. It's actually today. My sourdough starter turned two years old. Um, it's really exciting. Uh, probably yes. going to have a little birthday party oh, for my sourdough really starter. You, you want to do a song? Um, do a song right? I might get... I might get some organic flour or something for it. Give it some special feedings. Um, it's very exciting. The whole wheat, right? The whole wheat. That's the special stuff. It that's really the special that. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I'll get some organic, some really nice stuff. You know. Um, so it's a very exciting time around our house. So my, my youngest child so is turning two. So I love, so sweet. yeah, that was very exciting for us. Yeah. Um, mm. But mm. speaking of you guys, uh, how's your sourdough starter going, Stacy? Oh, I'm, I haven't gone on my trip yet. So that that. Next Your week. birthday trip, right? Yeah. Next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> ask me next week. So, ask, you, ask you next week. Sounds good. It's probably going to be like one day old. <laughs> I'll be starting okay. it like 36 minutes before we record. It'll still be in here. Yeah. But a totally... Well, you have the jars. I mean, that's all that matters. Matt, uh, I don't know if you saw this one, um, and this kind of reminded me of our our friend of the show, um, Brad Pro's Chili's and, Chili's and Smoke. Did you see uh, Proof Bakery dropped a new video today? They made a gaochujang roasted garlic green onion sourdough bread. That sounds delicious. I would totally I know. eat that. Why, it's wait. definitely going on my menu. What the hell is yeah. a gaochujang? Mm-hmm. You remember when it Brad is, was on and he talked about gochujang? Nope. It is a um, <laughs> fermented chili paste. Oh, like a that, Korean. That, it's like Korean yeah. chilies. It's very big in Korean food, um, and so it turns like it's a paste, like like a like a uh, um, a chili paste, and so that you put that in with your sourdough mix, some garlic <sighs> and green onions, and so your bread comes out looking red on the inside. It was really cool what? looking. I'm definitely gonna recreate it. I watched the video really carefully and uh, got all the measurements the guy used and stuff. So uh, that'll be coming out of my kitchen pretty soon. Krista DeSocio has been using some gochujang lately. Yeah. As well. Oh, I saw her using it. Yeah. Yeah. She's been using it too. But let's be honest, when Brad was on the podcast, you know, he talks so much like global and international cuisine. So many of the words was like like another language to me. I was like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like it's your, a Korean word. On or your something. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that absurd? <laughs> so absurd. Is that absurd of him? Yeah. <laughs> let's do a Korean word of the day. We can call it it's, the K Wad. It's, it's it's like uh it's from a different country or something. I know. So yeah, it's slightly confusing, you know. <laughs> that was good. Not gonna right. lie. Hey, hey, check this out. Peloton update. I want to hear it. Let's go. This guy got him a hundred dollar bottle of bourbon coming his way, y'all. Oh, and listen to what this psycho did. He's already set up for another competition with Swiss for another. Hey, he's begging for more. Well, why not? And he wants another one. He wants to get punished some more. I'm in. Let's go. We've got another month of uh, Joel hitting it hard. I've been training. He got me in a freshy state when I have not worked out in years. Now my body has become acclimated to an Adonis-like status. I thought you looked (laughs) gladiator-like. So, oh, what what bottle did you pick? That's I, what we need to know. Okay, here's the thing. I haven't picked a bottle because my bougie-ass bourbon, I have – Swiss, we talked. He goes, go online, pick one out, I'll buy it. And everyone I pick out, like, oh, yeah, oh, this one. Can't get it. Oh, yeah, can't get it. And I'm just to the point now where I just want him to go, on, go like, online, pick one out. And just ship it, or go know. to a liquor store and get it, because a lot of the a lot of the availability online, like to ship, is just really skewed. So you know, Joel really wants a bottle of New Riff. Four, I do want a bottle of New Riff. Bad, but Four Roses had a single barrel cask strength bottle. It's about ninety two bucks. 
120 proof, something in that, 100, yeah, something like that, in that range. And I really wanted that, but you could only get that in store. They don't even ha- I thought, I'm going to go to my store and buy it, have them Venmo me. They don't have it. They don't have it there. Mm. Is is New Riff available in the Knoxville market? No Have idea. you guys seen it on the stores? No. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it oh, in the wild. I didn't know that. I would have offered to pick you one up a long time ago. Oh, I'm not, no, I was, answer, I was answering be. that well, as in I've never seen it. It might Sorry. be. I, I could have swore I've seen it on the shelf before. Mm. Maybe. I know a lot of people in the in the bourbon society here locally have had their hands on it. Um, I have not personally seen it. Maybe we should talk to Brittany. But I want like, I don't want like the uh, new riff. I want like the, mm. He wants like that new riff. Mm. I want that new riff, mm. y'all. All right. I'll see if I can, uh, next time I'm at the store, or next time I'm putting a, so our store actually delivers to your doorstep here, which is super cool. So next time I'm putting in an online order, I'll see what they have. Oh, please, if they've got any new riff, I'll give you a shout. Please, Lord. And I'll, I might uh, take a trip down to Chat Town with a case of old OGD and uh, some Knob <laughs> Creek <a> cre- <laughs> to do a little swappy swappy. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of bourbon, which we are now talking about, Jeremy, dude, you woodworking mother croissanter. That <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> built... It's probably one of the sexiest bourbon cabinets that I've seen. Like you gave me a taste like a forever ago he and showed me the, taste. Mm-hmm. you showed me the raw elements. Oh, you showed him the raw, <laughs> the raw wood showed it to him in the raw, my raw wood. Should I be concerned? No, you shouldn't. This is a good thing for our family. No, um, seriously, <laughs> it's a good thing for your family that he's looking at other men's raw wood. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, I think you, never mind. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. You talked about this on the show whenever you yeah. got the barrel, right? Yes. I think I mentioned it, uh, but to recap real quick, um, I went um, first of the year pretty much up to Bob's, our local uh, our local honey hole, and talked to Brittany and got a wild turkey Russell's Reserve uh, barrel from their barrel pick. Yeah. Uh, purchased that from them, and I was going to turn that into a little uh, a little bourbon bar. If you guys have seen these online, people, uh, they take the bourbon barrels, cut some doors into the front of them, sand them down, make them all nice and clean, uh, finish them with poly, put a shelf in the middle, you know, so now you have like the, the lower part of the barrel, the upper part, and then the top of the barrel for like three levels of uh, bourbon and stuff. And so I have it uh, about 90% done. I have all my bourbon in it. It's in my house and everything. I still need to get some knobs for the doors, like a little latch to keep it closed and everything. But yeah, it, it's pretty much done. It was a uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, definitely learned a lot about the construction of a barrel, <laughs> and I would do a bunch of things differently next time. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. So when you were like cutting the doors out, because the staves aren't glued together, right? No. So I no. imagine that those when you start you know, making holes in it, it'd mm-hmm. be pretty easy for the whole thing to just fall apart. <laughs> yeah. So did you so, run into that? Sort of. Um, they're held in pretty well with pressure. So um, I marked my lines and cut out the staves. Uh, looking back, I wasn't sure how I was going to secure everything together. And what I ended up doing is getting uh, three quarter inch self tapping screws and every single stave on every single band of iron around it. So there's like hundreds of these. Um, there's a screw. So there's like hundreds of screw. And then I got um, a metal bluing kit for a gun barrel and I blued all the screws so they would match the color of like the aged um, uh, band going around it so it wouldn't stand out. Um, and had I known it would work so well, I would have I would have done it all and then cut them out so that 
that the uh, staves stayed in perfectly perfect line. Because mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was uh, taking the staves out, gluing them together so the doors would be a little more solid, and then putting them back in. But the angle was off, so I had to actually break my glue joints and then um, uh, re kind of uh, shape them around. So it was kind of a pain. Like I said, I learned a lot about like barrels and stuff and how I would do it if I were to do one again. But yeah, it was it was a it was a fun experience and um, you know definitely working with that that really, really good smelling oak is, uh, mm. is, is a lot of fun. Mm-mm-mm. Were you able to see like the depth of penetration of the liquid into each stave? Like how deep that the, uh, bourbon oh, yeah. penetrated? Yeah. When you open the doors, you can see the depth of penetration very clearly. <laughs> um, it's something I like to really get my eyes on, uh, you yeah. know, when I, when, when, when I'm working with my wood, um, <laughs> come on guys, this stuff just writes itself. <laughs> I don't know. Jeremy, you should have made a YouTube video of you building that thing. That's something I would have watched uh, but, all day long. But you know what? Um, this one being, there were a lot of mess ups on this one. There's some stuff I put in the wrong spot. There's some stuff that doesn't line up quite right. Um, if I if I ever had the opportunity to do another one, um, it would definitely make a fun YouTube video. Okay, so sweetheart, we're going to go get a barrel. And Jeremy's... We'll do it for research purposes. He's basically asking to do a video with making us a, bur- yeah. a bourbon cabinet. That's kind of Yeah. Jeremy, we'll do it. We'll do it. We, yeah, we'll, the, we'll fund that project. Yeah. Th- these things only cost between 1000 and 1500 bucks. So, you know, just shoot me over a Venmo. Oh, we're and, not going to... Uh, we'll no, get to working on no, it. No, no, no. Uh, right away. No, no, I'll give you guys the friend discount 3% off, you know. <laughs> 3%? Uh, real friendly. What is this? Um, I'll give you some Magnum in return. Hope <laughs> <laughs> you pay me in Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> I eat about $1,500 worth of Magnum a year, so that'll work out. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So you guys know that um, back in, in the Super Bowl, me and Stacy were on that bourbon board. Yeah. We, we won a couple of pretty nice um, or sought-after bottles yeah. of bourbon, um, the Old Kirk and the Blood Oath, um, which w- w- we chose. Uh, we've not tried the Old Kirk yet. That still hasn't been, that hasn't been corked or whatever, uncorked. Uh, but we did the other night, Stacy surprised me with a blind pour of the blood oath. And it was like the most off the wall, um, experience with bourbon because, you know, blood oath 98 proof and you, the, uh, the, the nose on it was fantastic. And it's a finished, uh, bourbon. So it's finished in the, in the sherry, uh, casks. So yeah. you would expect it to be like sweet or a finished You're flavor. getting a ton of that sweet on the nose. Like, so I'm like, I'm expecting a flavor bomb when I taste this thing. I mean, you smell it, you're like, damn, that's good. I taste it, and this thing sets my mouth on fire. You, I mean, Hmm. it, so we know it's 98 proof, but this thing is spicy as hell. It drank like a, a, it drank definitely like 115 proofer to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it a high rye? I'm not sure. It's packed six. We'd have to look at it. Maybe. I don't know, but like. I take a, it had excellent I take flavor. a sip and and roll it around, do my thing. It it burns from the front all the way down, you know, to the back of your mouth. Huh. I mean, like it it but but then you you think, okay, it's drinking like a, a high proof or man, this what, what were the flavor profiles like? Dude, it just it was like almost like Blanton's. It didn't stay with you. It just yeah, was, it was like ah. in your face, like full body. I mean, full body delicious flavor in the beginning. It wasn't sweet like you would expect, and then all of a sudden it was like watery as fast as it kicks the door in it's running out the back you know what i mean in a good way though like it wasn't i mean you feel like you're missing out on something like there's like you feel like you didn't see the end of the movie but it was very casual like light it was easy to drink 
uh, sometimes those neck pours can have that very forward alcohol uh, kind of flavor to them. Yeah. So that maybe that was what you were experiencing from that first pour. I would give it a week and revisit it and see what happens. You know, that's, that's what she said. She goes, let's give it a couple of weeks and let's go back to this thing and see what happens. Yeah. Is is this one of the blood oaths at some ridiculous age, like 20 years or something? What's the age on this one? Uh, not sure, but it's not 20 years. It's not that. It's. I don't think the, the blood oaths are like super old. I don't know. I may be confusing them with something else. Are you thinking of like orphan barrel or something? It's it's, yes. de- it's definitely or orphan barrels are, are super old. Yeah, blood yeah. oath is definitely this one's definitely not twenty years. It, it it tasted too sweet for that. It says it's a masterful union of two bourbons: a fourteen year dark with oak, leather, and tobacco, and then an eight year toasty, warm with cinnamon. Oh, and and three: a seven year roasted caramel and honeyed raisin, then three. rested and mellowed in cognac casks. So somebody. So uh, officially, it goes by the youngest year that's inside of it when it's blended like that. So it's officially a seven year, seven but years. it has that those older notes in it. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah. So um, we'll revisit that. I said let's go ahead and and close it up, let it sit for a few weeks, and then we'll we'll see what it does. Mm-hmm. But still, it, that reminded me of that because when I opened my first bottle of Old Tub, it gave me that same like that neck pour was horrible. And then after that, it really opened up nicely. And like, that's actually what I'm drinking tonight is old tub. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I look, dude, I've got another bottle the other day, but you know how I like spicy bourbon, you know how I like high burgers. Yeah. And even this, this one, I mean, like I was going, damn, like I, I had to go, <sighs> you know, it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <gasps> it's less than a hundred proof. That's crazy. It is. It was very, yeah. Crazy. So what I did from there, uh-huh. I decided to do a second pour. I don't remember what it was. Uh, the one you're holding in your hand. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So then I said, okay, we're going to. So I says to myself, a self. I says. I says. I says to myself, self, let's let's do something different. Let's go ahead and trick this man. So I cracked another bottle and it was pure delicious. Oh, so good, Jeremy. And you have this bottle and you've yet to crack it yet. Um, so a while back, my man, Travis Griffith. The Travis Backyard Barbecue. I do not have this bottle. You do have this bottle. Yes, you do. You bought one, I thought. Do you not? Mm. I thought you bought no. one. No. I'm not part of your bourbon group. You guys didn't invite me. Sorry. I never got one either. Okay. <laughs> I hope Travis is listening, and uh, this can be his reminder that I still need one. <laughs> Travis, well, hit I me up. I will a- happily <laughs> shoot you a Venmo for one of these bottles. <laughs> I think I think it's in our market now, guys. I do. Um, no, um, I don't think it is. I think that was uh, some shenanigans going on in the background. Son of a bitch. Okay. Well, I've got one. I'll send you guys some pours. Um, Stacy popped this bottle. She gave it to me. I was smelling it. it smelled delicious. You know, it, the, the nose is great. But then I would drink it. and But I was looking at the color because you know how I look at that. And, and Matt, I'm going to kiss them lips. Keep making that face. <laughs> They're trying to just. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was, looking, I was looking at the color. And, and finally, I just asked her. I go, is this, um, is this Eagle Rare? And she goes, no. But it looked too, to me, it looked too light for Eagle Rare. And I go, well, is it Buffalo Trace? And she's like, no. So it's neither one. But matter of fact, it was early times, bottle and bond. It was like the perfect mesh of both. It was Eagle Rare or well, Buffalo Eagle or whatever the hell we called it. It had that, <laughs> it had it had all the-, the Buffalo the, Rare. Yeah, Buffalo Rare. <laughs> Buffalo Rare, Rare Eagle Trace Double Eagle. Something. Bison, um, no, it had all, all the uh, oh, bison. It had all the nose, the nose of the Eagle Rare, but it had that taste of the Buffalo Trace. It was fantastic. This is a great pour, and if you can get your hands on it, get it. 
apparently. <laughs> that just reminds me, and this is so <laughs> off topic, but today I was at your mom's house. And, <laughs> and she's, she said, Boomer, they have this tiny dog that literally looks like Crazy Eyes from that. What's that movie? Is it a... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Mr. Deeds? Yes. Yeah, like crazy eyes guy. Okay, so their dog mm-hmm. is like this big. Okay, it's like really tiny dog and it's got Ugly wild hair. It's Ugly got like shit, man. The, the craziest teeth. Anyways, he was laying in her doorway. <laughs> That's what he looks like. In the sun with the door shut. And uh-huh. she said this giant hawk. She oh kept my- hearing bang, bang, bang. And this hawk, I think he thought that he could come in and pick up Boomer. And the was, dog's name is Boomer. Yeah, yes. was flying into the window with this giant wingspan. Yeah, you know, she thinks that the the hawk wanted to come and pick up Boomer. Oh, 100 percent it did. He's sitting there up there. They're right next to the Dagum Woods. They're sitting there, and that hawk. My dad actually told me about this today or yesterday. That hawk was sitting there. It, it hit the window so hard, so many times, it fell straight to the ground. It almost knocked his damn self out. It, it was okay. sitting on the ground, like doing, like and doing one of these, like a little <laughs> shake. And my dad goes, my mom, of course, he's like pissed because he loves this freaking dog. He goes, "You want me to shoot it? You want me to kill that damn thing right now?" Of course, that's illegal as hell. Uh, my, <laughs> my mom's like, "No, <laughs> don't. It's fine. He's okay." But so she had told me that story, and then like ten minutes later, we're sitting on the couch, and I hear against the window. Have it again? Yeah, and she goes, oh my gosh, I think it's back. And so I look and she goes, is it a hawk? Is it a hawk? And sure enough, outside of the window on the path going down to the lake is a hawk. And she comes out and she looks at it. She goes, well, I don't remember it being that small. <laughs> that thing was, sm- was smaller than a football. Really? It was a pigeon. It was, but, it was, but it was a hawk. But she said, you know, now that I look at the size, she goes, maybe because of like my adrenaline or whatever, I thought it was bigger. It could have been a different hawk, of course. Um, but That's weird. She was like, yeah, I don't know if it could pick it up. But um, yeah, that, those mofos, I don't know. She don't had ma- her windows it, cleaned recently. It, it doesn't matter if you could pick him up or not. Um, if it could just pin him to the ground, it freaking eat the back of his neck out. He'd be done. Well, I did tell her, you know, once those wingspans come out, they're a lot stronger and a lot bigger. So. But anyways, speaking of Buffalo <laughs> Rare Eagle Trace. <laughs> that was a nice little rabbit hole there, Stace. Yeah. Wow, look at me. <laughs> All right, well, back to bourbon. Bourbon talk. Have y'all seen the the documentary Neat? Yeah, I've seen it, but it's been it's been a minute. I think <sighs> it's like minute. on Hulu, right? Um, it was on Amazon Prime. We rented it for three ninety nine last night, and that was such a treat. I'm not going to go. And- I, I think it is like free on some service because I refuse to pay for things. Well, I, I wish I would have known because I have Hulu. <laughs> Especially seasons. Hey, the best $4 uh, I've spent in a while. I'll say that. It, yeah, because it's I'm on bucks. one of the ser- streaming services. <laughs> yeah, just, well, best $4 I've spent in a while, sweetie. Uh, yeah, but that the, whoever, you know... Add sixteen dollars to that Joel and you'd be in for a good time. <laughs> yeah. For real. But yeah, it, it was very beautifully. She said, uh, like, shut up, let me talk. <laughs> no, so I I I'm not gonna go I know we gotta head to a break here, but if you it I've not been moved like by I you know guys I love bourbon and all stuff, but this this actually, you know, Move me a little bit. Like I got, I didn't get like a, I wasn't crying by any means, but like I, you know, you, you got this point. You're like, you know, lip out. You're like, man. I mean, like it was just a great depiction of what bourbon is and where it came from and how it should be appreciated. Yeah, like talking about like the soil around um, 
you know, the trees, you know, new charred American oak um, barrels. So like the foliage, whatever has been decomposing near the uh, tree, you know, goes into the soil, goes into the wood that is then going to be extracted when the, um, the bottles are being aged in the, in the barrels. Uh, Just, you know, we were sitting back thinking like, wow, we're drinking history. Everything's a story. Now we've uh, we've discussed this on the show before. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked about like in Reload Recommends or something. Oh, was this? Did you guys revisit the uh, the uh, show or did you? Um, this is your first time watching it through. First time. So I've seen another one before on Direct TV when we used to have that service. They had their mm-hmm. very own like bourbon documentary. Some of yeah. the same folks were in that documentary. Um, mm-hmm. That was more like history bourbon Mm-mm-mm. that kind of stuff this was just more this neat portrays what bourbon is yeah how it should be how it should be shared you know and like the love and the his the, the story behind it as opposed to like the history of bourbon you know and um dude like i i want to watch it again i loved it love love oh it's it. worth it yeah um, the part that touched me the most was, you know, they were talking about master distillers, how, you know, it's their project. They have no idea like how it's going to turn out and they yeah. have to just sit there and wait for that to come, come to fruition and let it age. And, you know, it can be nerve wracking, but then they're like, rarely does a master distiller get to taste their third batch. They have the first batch, they taste it. Wow. It's experimental. Um, then they do their second batch and they get to taste that. But usually it's the future generation that gets to taste their third, you know, batch. And it's just, that's deep. Yeah, it is. It's, you think about that. You only typically get two batches of your bourbon in a life, mm-hmm. in a lifetime. Yeah. And Cause the upper ends of that batch will age for like 30 years. So that's 30, 60, third batch, 90 years. And if you didn't barrel that, you know, until you were later in life, like that, you know, you, you'll never know what's in that barrel. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, well, let's take a break. Well, I'll say this: if you have, if you don't, if you're wanting to watch, if you want to get into bourbon, if you want something that is going to t- tell you about it, or if you just um, want to know more about it, watch this documentary called Neat. You won't regret it. Yeah, if you're like just getting started in bourbon, watch that. That makes you want to go out and buy we, a bottle. We had to have a pour. I couldn't watch this without having. A, we started with no pour. Mm-hmm. I ended up with two pours. What uh, was your pour? Uh, the, this is an important detail. That was the ones we had, wasn't it? Yeah. The blo- blood oath and the early times. Early times. Yep. Mm. So I don't remember. I have a wife that just sticks a pour in my hand and then I drink it. Traditional household. Traditional household. All right, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to talk about how Camp Chef pitted me and one of my best good buddies against each other. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Guys, so we are back from the break, and as I promised, I'm going to tell you about the battle that uh, Camp Chef had pitted against me in the kitchen. White Law sitting over here, Battle of the Ages. It was, uh, it was, yeah. it was pretty freaking epic. A hell of a lot of fun. And with that being said, we brought the man who put us against each other 
on the podcast right now. We've got Cade with Camp Chef. Brother, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. So what do you do? Like, like what's your official like like role time? Like what do you do every day at Camp Chef? So I am the social media manager. So I deal with all things social media, whether it's Facebook ads, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, drama, you name it on social YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Kate, it seemed yep. like a lot of your job revolved around painting a house uh, when we were dealing with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. literally putting up backsplash <laughs> tile in my kitchen right now. So, take a break, sir. <laughs> I'm walking away from it right now. My wife said that we're moving back in a week, and uh, so I've got to, I've got to get it ready. She's the one that's wanting it done. So I tell you what, you know man, how that goes. you and Brooks and the, uh, the the new builds and remodels. You guys both got some construction going on. So yeah. You got the idea, buddy, to come up with a and correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of a a a, a, a cook off between social media uh, influencers. And my biggest question is, why the hell did you f- choose me and Jeremy besides our stunning good looks? <laughs> you know, it's it was an idea that I've been throwing around for a few months. We had talked about it as a marketing team at Camp Chef, and I was like, you know what, we just need to do this and. Uh, I was a little worried. I wanted it to be a fun, kind of enjoyable thing to watch. I didn't want it to be too serious. So I thought where you guys are good buddies, you guys could take some friendly competition and nobody would get personal about it. And uh, you also both make incredible food. So that's why I reached out to you guys and you guys nailed it. They looked so good. Both of your, your meals looked amazing. Damn straight. So, Cade, before we go too much further, I'm curious, for anybody who's listening who's not familiar with the competition that we keep alluding to, can you just talk through what it was that actually happened? Like, what was it that you organized for uh, for Jeremy and Joel? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, was, I wanted to come up with something fun. Um, you know, food delivery has kind of be- become more of a thing during this whole coronavirus stuff, and... So it just clicked, like, we should send a few ingredients to some influencers and pit them against each other on Instagram stories. So that's exactly what we did. I picked out four ingredients, um, a pork loin, some shallots, some potatoes, and a butternut squash. Hopped on walmart.com, ordered it to Joel and Jeremy's homes, and then the next, you know, the next day it was delivered, and the following day they went to work making the recipes. And, uh, I, I, it was a lot of fun to watch. I would love to get your guys's, <laughs> I'd love to get your guys's opinion on how it went. You know, what did you guys think of the whole experience? So I can say from my point of view as a bystander that was able to A, be around for all the behind the scenes and B, taste Joel's dishes. There was a lot that went into it aside from what they showed on um, social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Joel, do you do you want to go ahead and run through yours and then I'll run through mine? 100%. So typically, guys, a, a day in the life in my kitchen is uh, usually run by the, the beautiful lady sitting next to me. Uh, she is R&D department. She is sous chef. She is all of the barks orders. And Well, I'm sorry. I be sous chef because a lot of times she's telling me how to do the damn dish. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah. he's the pretty face in front of the camera. Yeah. Typically. So. But he said, you know what? I'm doing all of this myself. 
I want it to be legit. I want to do it all. I don't grocery shop, okay? And uh, we either do the, have it ordered to the house or this lady who did it for years, she goes out and gets it. Um, I felt like I was lost. Um, I was stressed. I was very anxious. I told myself, I'm going to go get all my own damn ingredients. So everything about this was legit. I did it. And um, I tell you what, the store was the most stressful part. Once I got my ass home, we were all good, but I decided I wanted to do something that was, that was, I love sandwiches. I love, um, you know, just greasy fried food, something that I felt like would appeal to a lot of people. I thought I was gonna make me a big, huge, beautiful, sloppy pork, fried pork loin sandwich. And, um, so that was the base of it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna fry the pork loin. I, I cutleted that thing. I tenderized it out. Soaked it in buttermilk. We made this um, beautiful cabbage slaw that was sweet, had bacon pieces in it. We sliced up fresh jalapenos, threw that inside it as well, put that on top of there. And then I reached back into my inventory where a burger that I used to make, I made a um, sriracha garlic aioli. And we decided we were going to take that and we were going to add the shallot element to it. And the onion flavor that oh that God. shallot brought to that aioli was just in your face, amazing. Yeah, it definitely brought it. Was so good. The biggest hiccup for me was the butternut. Um, I've never cooked anything with butternut before. The butternut, like, butternut. <laughs> I'm in trouble with your butternut. <laughs> yeah, I'm all trouble with that butternut. He made some crispy chips and like straight out of the oil while they were hot, he threw some of the high caliber seasoning from Reload um, on there and they were, I, I was eating them before. He was like, wait, 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 wait. I've got to like plate this and have pictures, but I was going to town. Stop, stop eating my damn chips. <laughs> I had a question about those like, were they as good as they looked? Because they looked phenomenal. They, they, I'll say this, the, the butternut squash chips didn't come out as good as I hoped. They were still good. Consistency wise. Consistency wise. They tasted, okay. they tasted Crispy good, on the outside and soft on the inside. The squash, I really had to fry them mothers to get them, cris- yeah. to get them crispy. But the, the, the baby potatoes, shit. Them things it's like a came, kettle chip. Them things came out so good, man. That They were really good. But I will say it was nice when I was, you know, eating the chips and it had that spicy chipotle garlic seasoning on it. When I would get one of the squash ones, that sweetness that the squash mm-hmm. had was kind of refreshing with the whole spicy dish altogether. But mm-hmm. so that was mine uh, altogether. I got French hamburger buns, the, you know, that I felt was going to hold up to everything that was on it, the sauce, the slaw, the, you know, the, the pork loin itself. And it, it just came together, man. It was fantastic. So buns imported from France. Absolutely. Wow. Would you expect That's anything crazy. less? No, I wouldn't. Actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> from, for straight from uh, Ingalls, France. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that place? <laughs> then the Southern Provence right next to Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Jeremy, dude, you, you like, you had me nervous because like when you started at like five 30 in the damn morning. Yeah. L- let me just go ahead and run through my whole right, thing. Cause right. I, I did, I did a bunch of stuff. Uh, we actually got the ingredients the night before. So I had some time to kind of brainstorm what exactly I was going to do. And I decided to like go all out. I was like, I want to go into like a feast mode. Um, so I did like a classic, like meat and three, like you'd find at any like good Tennessee restaurant. And, uh, my main course was, uh, pulled pork, which you wouldn't normally think pork loin would make good pulled pork. But, um, I got a buddy over 
over in New Zealand, um, and he had clued me in a while back that over there they use pork loin to make pulled pork, and you do just like you would a pork butt. So wow. you smoke it to 165, you wrap it with a bunch of juices, um, take it up to the two 205, and then pull it let it reabsorb a bunch of juices and it, it makes a fantastic pulled pork. So that was my main, um, I got up at five o'clock in the morning and, uh, went to the side of my house and, um, it's, it's very cold this time of year. So my, uh, my locker, I keep all my barbecue tools in was frozen shut. I had to go like heat up some water and like <laughs> pour it on the hinge to like get it to open. I was like, man, this is starting off great. <laughs> um, but when you do pulled pork like that, it only takes about four or five hours. It goes really fast. And mm. so um, I wanted to embrace the sweet because I haven't had like sweet barbecue having done carnivore last month and stuff. Yeah. So uh, double action. I wrapped it with uh, honey, apple juice, apple cider vinegar and some butter. So it was, it was a really sweet pulled pork. And then for the sides, um, you can't have a good barbecue plate without some pickled onions. So I did pickled shallots and those were fantastic. Uh, you know, had a nice garlic taste to them. And then, um, what else? A butternut squash. I did a butternut squash casserole topped Dude, with candied, uh, pecans. That looked, that looked so good. Oh yeah. That yeah. looked, that looked like a freaking dessert is what it looked like. Yeah. It's just like you would do a uh, um, a pumpkin casserole or a sweet potato casserole. Um, a squash is very, very a butternut squash is very hearty like that. So I mean, you have to like pre cook them and then mash them up and put them all together. I mean, it had tons of butter and just all sort of stuff in there. Um, you know, I did uh, cast, that cast iron for that one, and then. Um, Shoot, what was our other thing? Oh, the potatoes. So uh, I took the the little baby potatoes and made little baby matchstick French fries and yep. fried them up, and then uh, did some uh, some Magnum on them. So uh, you know, all but reload rubs in this one. You also so threw honored. threw something else in there just as a kicker. Wasn't even part of the ingredient plan. You were like, I'm gonna make some jalapeno cornbread. A jalapeno cheddar cornbread, which is Mr. Matt Farr's recipe here. And it's a meat and three. I had to have a third side now. Come on. (laughs) I felt like, I felt like in a weird way, I kind of got to participate because Jeremy was uh, sending me text messages asking for like pointers on the cornbread. I was like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, this is what you want to do with the cheese is how you want to do the jalapenos. So it, it, I mean, I'm sorry, Joel. Yours look great, but I felt obligated to vote to vote for Jeremy. I knew it. It was like a vote for myself. I knew it. I knew I was going to ask the damn questions. Good, Kate. Sorry, uh, sorry, man. But yeah, no, dude. I knew that when he said meet and three, I go. I know where Matt's vote's going. I know where it's going. Um, (laughs) That's right up his his country ass alley. That's right. So, so Matt's advice on the cornbread, which if you haven't, uh, if you've never made cornbread before, go to Matt's website, uh, mattfar.com or farbecue.com. He has a fantastic cornbread recipe on there and it's the base recipe. So, you know, so no additives or anything in it. And I made that back at Thanksgiving for a cornbread, um, dressing that I did for Thanksgiving. And I was like, Hey, would this be good with, um, like cheddar and jalapeno for a cheddar jalapeno cornbread, this base? And he's like, Oh, it's fantastic. I've done it before. He goes, measure that shit with your heart. So like, that was the advice I got from Matt, uh, you know, when putting cheese and jalapeno, uh, measured out in there, but I ended up doing like eight ounces of cheese and like two jalapenos. And, uh, it wasn't really spicy at all. It just had like amazing flavor to it. And like, honestly, like that was the thing that like my wife and I are like, Hey, let's, Let's make that again next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know you text me and you were like, I'm in a food coma, but Kate, you still there, buddy? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I know you're, you're <laughs> I love hearing the the background of how, of what went on beyond the scenes. Like you guys oh. nailed it. Well, I'll, I got, I'm going to ask you this question. Now 
everyone here knows who ended up winning the damn thing. But Cade, who would you have voted for? Be honest. Oh man, that's a you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> He's gonna say, "I just can't. I love you both so much." <laughs> to be honest, I probably would have gone with Jeremy's meat and three. Ah, there you go. I've never had so, Tennessee cool. barbecue, so that looked phenomenal. And uh, well, too bad, Kate, because I won that damn competition. I kicked that ass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it got close towards the end. You took a quick lead, and then the rest of the the twenty four hours that the poll was up. Jeremy just kept climbing and climbing and climbing, and I thought that uh, he might take you. But I, I dude, um, I, I, we we were checking in every once in a while on it, and the freaking we would. I was looking at comments, and they were like, "I love the pig platter," you know. All that stuff. Oh my god, I I probably had fifty comments of just like, <laughs> "Where do I get a pig platter like that? Where do I get a pig platter?" I'm like, I found it on clearance on a back aisle. I don't know. Hey, like, but bro, vote for me. I got you votes though, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I, Jeremy is a phenomenal, phenomenal cook, and I knew I was up against the juggernaut. And uh, um, I don't know, I got lucky on that one, man. But it was a, uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Like I said, when I got back from the store, so much fun. Oh, had, he was like cooking in the kitchen. He was like, I want to do this all the time. I, I like mean, this is so much fun. We had the tunes going. I and- will say this: everything that we had, we made that day, minus the the sriracha aioli. Um, I've never made a pork loin, fried pork loin sandwich. I've never made a slaw like that. We, you know, everything we made that day was brand new. Awesome. So that, it might have been yeah, why it cool. took, took me from 11 o'clock till six o'clock to do no, it. No, no. Do you want to talk about what talk for, what took from 11 o'clock to six o'clock? <laughs> we'll get oh, oh, Joel, Joel messaged me the night before. He's like, what time are you starting? So we can like cook and story at the same time. And I was like, oh, like pretty early. I didn't know I was going to get up at five at that time. But I was like, yeah, pretty early. Like I'll have to go to the store in the morning because like we'll probably eat this for like lunch or stuff. And like we're like done eating. And Joel's like, Headed to the grocery store. <laughs> Dude. No, I I like that laugh, honey. <laughs> that was such it. a fake laugh, Stacey. <laughs> yeah. I lost my life that day. It was terrible. So uh Cage, you got a little more time, man. Yeah. I got I got some confessions. I got some grilling confessions here. Uh Uh-oh. yeah. So um like R. Kelly? Is that who had the confession? I didn't, well, Usher. I didn't, I didn't, sure. I, didn't I didn't pee on anybody. For sure. So we're good oh, there. Okay. But good. well, I, co- I could have used my pee to remedy the situation though. Uh, if you confess you that you didn't cook on the fish? No. <laughs> it was all, it, Joel, if you confess that you did not cook on the camp chef, then we're redacting your win here. So. <laughs> no, I cooked everything on, everything oh, was on the camp chef. It was on the camp chef. <laughs> oh, I didn't talk about how uh, I ro- the roasted garlic either, but anyway, that's never here or there. Yeah. I saw he, you doing that. It looked he good. He used the smoker, the sidekick. Maybe no, the this is where the roasted garlic comes in. Are you ready? Uh, first, before we get to that, the, the, I bought a head of purple cabbage. And mm-hmm. we I had everything prepped. Last thing was, I was going to get that slaw together, y'all. I cut, started cutting into that cabbage, got it all chopped up. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Got it all thrown in the damn bowl. Realized I just chopped the whole entire cabbage up on a cutting board that had raw-ass pork juice all over it. He had put, it. Oh, uh, no. cut the pork on. Yum. So, had to go back to the store and get one of the last two purple cabbages they had, you know, and come back, fix that. 
I'm roasting Dude, the- hold, hold on. That purple cabbage, your picture was so striking because of that vibrant purple cabbage. Yes. Like it looked yeah, that like popped. that was the thing that popped. That and that's what I wanted. You know, I knew mm-hmm. that like you and Matt, you guys are photographers. You guys are fantastic. You you guys are so professional at that. And I knew I had to do bring it as hard as I possibly could. And that was just something that I, I, I was the night before laying in bed going, all right, well, I'm going to do And the purple cabbage just kept. Well, yeah, because out. when he did that, he was like, oh my gosh, I just cut this on the raw pork juice cutting board. I had a bag of pre-shredded coleslaw mix in the refrigerator and he was adamant. Nope. I'm going to the store. Yeah. I pray that they still have some purple heads of cabbage there. Yeah, yeah. And he did. So there was delay. So that was the good, that was a good call though. That was a good call. Thank you, ma'am. So, um, yeah, it was good. The Jeremy, you know how clean I am in the kitchen, right? You know how, Oh my God. How You're I, like <laughs> if a Tyrannosaurus, like, like just throwing shit around with you your know, feet but, and stuff. And you know like, how yeah. well I keep and my it's smoker. No exaggeration. And you know how I keep my smoker like pristine, right? Oh my God. <laughs> When's the last time you cleaned it? Like the day you got it? Okay. Like, so I, we, no, I did. I did. <laughs> when we moved into this house two months ago. I stripped the whole damn thing down. Beginning clean, of December. Cleaned it top to bottom. Which but we've used it a okay. We've had a, I decided this is the first time I've ever done it. Um, it's pro tip, put aluminum foil down over your smoker plate and it, yeah. it helps. Well, guess what? It makes not, it easier to clean. Yeah. I've not cleaned that aluminum foil in two months. Okay. Yeah. With all the cooking we do. And um, went out there and started roasting that garlic. You know, I had that sucker up there on a four hundo. And um, so he had already discovered the coleslaw situation. I said, "I'll go ahead and go to the store." And he was like, "Nope, I'm going to the store." He's getting ready. Part of it. All of a sudden, he says, "We've got another problem." Yeah. So I'm looking out at the camp chef, and I know at four hundred degrees, that mother liquor shouldn't be smoking like it's smoking. No. And uh, so I go out there and I'm like, okay. I go, we got a problem. And, she, and she's like, you know, whatever. I go, so I go out, open the thing up. I got a flare up because all of the ribs and pork butt and everything else that was caked on aluminum foil decided it was going to start catching on fire. <laughs> so pro tip, <laughs> change that foil out, guys. Uh, it started flaring up, you know. And so I, I threw some cornstarch on it. That didn't work. Um, I tried to snuff it out. That didn't work. Um, long story short, man, like that sucker was legit in flames. I had to get a fire extinguisher out and put that aluminum foil down. Um, so yeah, I had to pull that, I pulled that, I got a little cornstarch on my roasted garlic. I had to pull that jazz out. Uh, <laughs> I had to put an extinguisher on it, but that's just a user error, man. But that was part of my day. All the arm hair was all burnt up on my arm and stuff. And I'm pleased to say that he, she's still out there rocking well because we cooked on it tonight and I think we cooked on it. No, we finished the damn roasted garlic on it. Once finished I got that shit garlic. down, we we're good. I yep. had to just change the shit out, but we, uh, um, <laughs> We'll post that video on TRP. Stacy was lively enough to film the flames through, <laughs> through the window while I was out there. It's funny you say that because uh, I actually had like a different game plan at first and I was going to do a much shorter cook. But then that morning I was like, no, I'm going to go all the way and do this pulled pork. It's going to be like a six hour cook or so. And I was like, I really need to clean my camp chef. So at 5 a.m., I was out there with a vacuum, vacuuming out my camp chef and changing out the tinfoil on it. Because I was like, I don't want to have any issues. (laughs) Well, here we go. So uh, that is something like, and I, you know what, dude? And, and, And I knew, I knew 
when I opened that smoker up and I saw all them crusties sitting there on top of that aluminum foil, I knew this, is this a poor was, decision. I knew it was gonna happen. I'm like, eh. I stuck that fucking oh <laughs> croissanting bulb on there and uh in here. Yeah. But anyways, everything was the house didn't burn down, we were good to go. But so Cade, well, I'm was, curious. It was fun to watch. Is, uh, is, are, is this something that you guys are going to do again? It, do you have another one of these planned yet? Yeah, what's next, man? I We haven't planned anything. In, in all honesty, you guys were the guinea pigs. And that's part of the reason I wanted to reach out to you guys first is because I knew you guys would be up for it. And uh, I think it went well. I think um, it's definitely something that I would like to do repeatedly. And I'd like to grow it into something where maybe there's a traveling trophy or something that, Ooh. you know, even if it's just a, a digital trophy through social media that, that can kind of get passed around through people in the barbecue world. But I thought it was a lot of fun. And one thing that I loved about it is, and when I was picking the ingredients, I tried to pick stuff that was very versatile. So I loved that, you know, we got low and slow with Jeremy's meat and three. And then we had, uh, you know, your, uh, your fried pork loin sandwich and, using the same ingredients, just showcasing the broad things you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, so definitely I'd like to plan some more out in the future. So if you guys are up for another one, maybe we'll have to plan one out sometime. I was sitting in my kitchen and I even said it to Stacy when I was cooking everything as, cause of course, you know, we have no idea who's going to win this damn thing. I'm going, I'm like, I want to message Kate and tell him I want to make this a best of seven because <laughs> I was having so much damn fun doing this. Like I wanted to, I wanted to do another one. And be, like, I'm not even done with my cooking. I want to do another one with, you know what I mean? I mean, it was great for me. I got to sit back and, you know, watch him slave and enjoy the food afterwards. She did. Mama got served. I, uh, I made so much food that day that my wife took like a whole dinner to like some of her friends and they were like, oh, this is great. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably do it again. <laughs> Yeah, anytime, anytime you want me to come in here and and beat Jeremy's ass, Cade, I'm in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool. I'm really happy with how it turned out. I, I saw on our our side that there's a lot of people checking out both of your profiles and seeing what you guys are cooking. I thought your guys' captions were awesome too. Just like the photo really sold it, but you guys really went into some detail in the caption explaining what you guys did. And uh, the hard part about it is. <clears throat> Typically, when you're doing a cooking competition, a lot of it's on taste. But yeah. because it's through social media, you, you, that aspect of it is removed. And so it's true that that purple cabbage probably pushed you over the edge, Joe. Well, so You eat with your eyes. <laughs> I, yeah. I have to thank the cabbage. I'll, I'll go in there and t- t- eat them later. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, those, the photo really sells it on this. And so... Maybe there's a way we can work it out where there's there's some different criteria, but I thought the simplicity of just which one would you choose to eat, I thought was a easy poll, and it was it was cool. Oh, yeah, it, it allowed us a lot of freedom to really go in any direction we wanted, and like I I had a bunch of other ideas for different dishes, but I was like, what's the best way to use and showcase all of these ingredients, and uh, and that I think that's what made it even more fun was just the freedom that you gave us inside there. Well, that's awesome. It took me, I was seriously on walmart.com for like four hours. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't want to send them this because then obviously they're going to make this. And I really had to scale it back and, and, uh, and, uh, just pick four core ingredients. So 
you know, what I thought was funny is you were talking about how, you know, Jeremy picked the low and slow and Joel was with the hot and fast, but like, yet Joel took like five or six hours. <laughs> I know. Hey, my, though, mine took five or six hours too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yours took five or six hours. It's supposed to. The, the pork <laughs> loin part of the sandwich took a few minutes, mm-hmm. but the whole entire, you know, making all the dressings and the sauces and the mise en place. The mise en place. The mise en place. So I think, uh, Cade, my suggestion would be, you know, especially for this one, until the, until you get to the next one, is one, maybe have your next contestant have to dethrone the previous one and or just have a hashtag until you get your next competition talking about like Joel's so awesome. That'd be hashtag, hashtag Joel. Joel's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for, like the whole thing. And Camp Chef just puts that out like once a day. All the time. Yeah, like, like in the Camp Chef profile, it says like hashtag Dole is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. that, that, Dude, that'd see, be a good, a good trophy. Just change our whole tagline. Camp Chef. Yeah. Dole is awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's marketing genius. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but the, the dethroning of the champion is a good idea. So I'm in if that's uh, something you uh, want to do, bro, Chacho. It's like, uh, it's like Jeopardy rules, you know, like the champion stays on every week. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting idea. You're going to watch me turn into a legend, people. It's going to happen. Uh, a living legend. A living oh, legend. <laughs> I feel so honored right now. I know you should. You should right now. Oh, my wife is yawning. Kate, I'm not going to take any more of your time up, brother. We're going to, I'll let you get off here. But dude, seriously, thank you so much for uh, pitting me and Jeremy against each other. Thanks for coming on here, bro. Uh, we Anytime. feel, we are honored to be your guinea pigs for this whole entire thing. Well, you guys did so amazing with it. So my only regret is not being able to have tried the actual food because I was just watching the whole day and just mouth watering. And man, it it was so great. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. I appreciate everything. 100% dude. I'll tell you what, if uh, one day the TRP crew makes it out to Utah, brother, we'll be sure to recreate those dishes for you. You can taste for your damn self. You guys are welcome anytime. Anytime you're out this way, hit us up. You got it, my friend. All right, buddy. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. We'll see you guys. See ya. Thanks, Cade. All right. That was Cade from Camp Chef. Couldn't rhyme any better. Well, now we know the behind the scenes. We've all spilled the beans. Yeah. Yep. Does it feel good to get that off your chest? It feels Are you trying to talk in rhyme over there? Yes. The poet didn't know it. <laughs> this is Dr. Seuss hour over here. Now, Dr. Stacy. I swear, man, like, you know, I think uh, I, I came on here, Jeremy, and I, I really wanted to stick it to you hard. But um, I think, I don't know, man, like, if there was a tasting competition, like I didn't get to taste your food, you get to taste mine. I think that takes an entire different element out of it. And, you know, people are looking at this solely on um, what they relate to and mm-hmm. just what pops out, like what that, what, what pops out in the picture that really grabs them. And that, that was my goal in trying to, cause like, let's be honest, dude, you're a Goliath, you know, that, and that's how I felt in the situation. But my goal was to create something just freaking just to, that really hit you in the face. 
Yeah, there are so many variables that come into play when you're uh, when you're doing something like this, and it's easy to be like, "Oh, I didn't win because of this or that or whatever." But I mean, at the end of the day, it came down to your picture popped, like it popped hard, and that was it. It was an easy vote, you know, and that's really what it came down to. Yeah, and I want to say this, you know, the TRP crew has placed first in the Scenic City Egg Fest, you know, back-to-back champions. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Are you guys going to kick me out of our group chat, the winners now? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) You're still a winner in my book, Jeremy. I'll just say, I'll just say, I got one up. I'm the, I'm the big dick here, okay? And with that being said, let's take a break. And on the other side, we got some other cool shit to talk about. You're not going to want to miss it because Tasty's going to talk about something that I'm, Matt Farr is just so itching to try. We'll see you on the other side. wanted to bring up to you guys is something that I've been seeing for years. I've started off seeing it with Bama Grill Massacre. Bama Grill Massacre. <laughs> Massacre. Give me another wild basin. That grill massacre. Uh, Bama Grill Master, uh, Tim. He was always cooking with slot dogs. And then Matt, smoking Matt with Dominate Mobile Foods, cooking with slot dogs. And now, one of my guilty pleasures lately has been watching um, at Barbecue with Maisie. Um, so it's, funny. It's a page that uh, Brad, Chilies and Smoke uh, turned me on to. And I swear, like, she has me laughing all the time. But tonight, she was cooking with slot dogs. And it's something that's intrigued me this whole time because I think, okay, is this something that's really worth doing? What are y'all's thoughts on it? I uh, Go ahead, Matt. I, I know you really want these, so. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to get them before, and I just don't understand the appeal. What is it like? What makes it better than what, just a what regular does it do? hot dog? Yeah, it like it's a, like puts little cuts all in the hot dog, right? Well, yes, but it's it the, the the from what I've seen, it's like putting all those little cuts gives like little crispy, like little burnt ends, little squares on there. But I mean, come on, dude! Like this is such a nostalgia, like a like a. Gimmick nostalgia. Thing. Oh, shut up. Gimmick. I'm not good with words, Jeremy. It's straight up new. <laughs> it's, it's just a gimmick thing. Yeah. So, straight from the website, crisscross. If it, nobody knows what we're talking about, it's almost like this contraption that puts these little slices into like X's all over the hot dog. According to the website, these crisscross slots expand while cooking. Uh, you get juicy squares and crispy edges. It captures the smoke and the grill flavor is able to penetrate more down deep into the hot dog. Um, penetrate. Penetrating. Pen- uh, it, penetrating but the, wiener. Okay. What creates you, juicy know? squares with crispy caramelized edges. So dominate mobile Ribbed foods. For her pleasure. Dominate mobile foods has a food truck out in Georgia. Yep. And one time he was cooking for a bunch of people for, I think like one of his kids schools or something. And he had like, probably like a hundred hot dogs that he did this to, which to me would be a tedious task. I just, um, stamping, I don't know. Stamping that shit. I, <laughs> and one there's slot a part dog? of me, there's part of me that just wants to try it just because I'm like, people are using it all the time. Is it really worth having an extra tool to uh, store in your kitchen? Um, so this, you know, the work it, of it. it, it looks difficult to clean. It says it just goes right in your dishwasher. 
Well, well I like to hand wash my dishes. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I rinse. <laughs> that's a whole other topic, <laughs> and you don't want to get me started. But I a conundrum. I rinse and wash all my dishes before they go in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. If we have like a large gathering over, we'll rinse and then use a dishwasher. But like, there's a lot of stuff that can't go in the dishwasher, like wood cutting boards and sharp stuff. Yep. And so like, much. Yep, yep, yep. So I normally just hand wash like normal night stuff. But like, it seems like a slot dog would be particularly difficult to hand wash. Okay. I don't know if it's just like having grown up watching Alton Brown on Good Eats, but he always preaches against <laughs> having unitaskers. You know, those things in your kitchen that only do one thing. You know, a good kitchen utensil you can use for a ton of stuff. And so it's just like this. The only unitasker <laughs> that's allowed in the kitchen is the fire extinguisher, right? <laughs> Everything else needs to be able to do more than one thing. I, 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 well, who's to say you can't slot dog like a carrot or like a cucumber <laughs> or, uh, you know, like Jeez. some other stuff. Like a black Some uh, other big lead. Some other tube shaped uh, food. A tater. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it just, the tube slaughter is what it is, you know? <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like you could, like, if you mash something hard. A block of cheese and then you smoke your cheese. You're going to have all fucking brownies. Oh, that gummit. I got to watch the effort. You're going to have all the so, damn slotted uh, cheese. It, if someone from Slot Dog is listening, reach out because I think we need to try your product in order to be sold on it. I think you're right. I think we need to have a slot dog off and let the kids try it too. I want to see. I want to see Corbin and um, Amelia, Jace, Reed. Let's see them. Let's, let's see if they really like Harper. The flavor better. I want to see Harper. Yeah, on Harper slot wants dog. some hot dogs. <laughs> Her <laughs> first real food ever old. is a slot dog. <laughs> How old is she now? Just I'm just I'm just curious. She's three and a half months. I was yeah. close. I said four months. Okay. All right. Well, something that goes good. What the, the slot dogs? Take me out to the ball, ball game. game. Cracker Jacks and Daggone Baseball, y'all. Baseball yep. is coming up upon us. 29 days. I tell you, and baseball has been the only saving grace right now because college baseball is happening as we speak. Tennessee uh, volunteers, y'all you who know me know I'm from, the, from Tennessee, me and my lady here, and Jeremy and Matt, the whole crew, we're all from Tennessee. And uh, besides Jeremy, we're Volunteers fans. And uh, they suck. Big ass. I'm a Volunteers fan. I just don't watch any of their games. You game like or the volunteer for like. care the, about what they do. You like the. <laughs> <laughs> Super fan. Uh, yeah. I was going to say you're a volunteer fan of like, you know, saving puppies or being a, a medic or some shit. I don't know. All of your many things that help you manage life. <laughs> Going on in your book here. But anyways, uh, Tennessee sports is terrible. Uh, football's in the, in the shitter. Uh, basketball was supposed to be my saving grace. Uh, everybody was talking Final Four with them, and they have uh, been a mega letdown. And, um, Shut the bed? Yes. Uh, last season, the Tennessee baseball team was killing it. Um, and then the COVID cut it short. And they've started this season off right back where they left off. They're undefeated, and it's just been a breath of fresh air. But something that we have talked about on this podcast uh, once before, um, I want to segue straight to Matt because with baseball season, how many days is baseball season out, Matt? No. Uh, the day that this airs, if you're listening on on TRP Tuesday, it's 29 days until baseball's opening day. And if you're a super baseball fan, you may be aware that you can actually start watching real spring training games right now. Or as I prefer, you can actually listen to them. I like listening to baseball almost as much as I like watching it. So mm -hmm. When do you listen to them? Like while you're sitting at your desk or something? 
Yeah, between meetings and stuff. Like if I'm working on something, usually, so I used to listen to a lot of audio books and a lot of podcasts and stuff. And during baseball season, that all is baseball. If there's a baseball game on, I'd rather be listening to that. I've been watching a bunch of Instagram videos of baseball players getting in fights lately. Oh, yeah. Where the, oh, pit, yeah. Where the pitcher beams the guy with the ball, and then here comes the whole freaking punching shit. But back on the movie part, like that's one thing that if you really sit back and think about, there are so many baseball movies, whether it's a kid movie or an adult movie, old ones, new ones. There's so many. So, Matt, I want to hear what are must-watch baseball movies. Yeah, so I put together a quick list of five baseball movies that I think that everybody should watch. But rather than just telling you guys each of these movies, what I'm going to do is give you a series of hints. I have the same information for all five movies. Is this, Matt's, who is can, this Matt's movies? Is this what this is? Yeah, this is Matt's movies. So uh, <laughs> under the Matt's Media umbrella, uh, copyright Jeremy. Do we, <laughs> do, we get a, do we get a little jingle here? Like, Matt's movies. Oh, get your popcorn. It's going to be good. Cameras flashing, yeah. paparazzi. Get your popcorn, get your slot dog, get Matt's movies. Yeah, I don't know. If you're listening and there was a jingle here from that you just heard, I figured it out in post. So, <laughs> so here's what I'm going to Oh do. my gosh, that jingle was so amazing. Oh, you slapped. Okay. Yeah, it slapped. So I'm going to tell you the year that the movie came out. So they're all baseball movies, obviously, I, right? So that's your first hint. I'm going to tell you the year it came out, then I'm going to tell you what its budget and what its revenue was. So how much money it was budgeted for versus how much it made. Then I'm going to tell you the top build actor and then the second build actor. I want to see how many of these you guys can guess with that information. Is, Matt, so, you are such a nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so Matt far. Let's go. Here we, it's better than 22 and 2, right? Okay, right. so first up, uh, it's a baseball movie from 1989. Anybody have any guesses yet? Major, Le- speak Ma- up, Major League. The Sandlot. It was Major League. Are you kidding Are me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so Joel has one that because that's my second favorite baseball. I'm sorry, first favorite baseball movie of all time. Yeah. So it. Uh, I was a stab uh, in the dark. I since I did all this work of pulling these other hints together, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It had an 11 million dollar budget, but it made 75 million dollars in the box office. Wow. So it's Charlie Sheen, bruh. But he's not the top build actor, which is what I thought was interesting. Tom Berenger is the top build actor. Charlie Sheen was number two. Who's Tom Berenger? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking it up. He's the star of your favorite baseball movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. So number two oh. is a baseball movie from 1992. Spaceballs. No. It had a forty. Nope. Had a forty million dollar budget, but it made 132 million dollars at the box office. Rookie of the year. Field of Dreams. No, no. Angels in the outfield. Fuck. Oh, no. Okay, the top billed actor, or in this case, actress, is Gina Davis. <gasps> A League of Their Own. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That is one of my favorite movies. The Peaches, baby. Mm-hmm. Joel, are you Googling over there? I'm going to no, stop looking, Googling. I'm looking up Tom Berenger. <laughs> no, this is uh, Tom this is trivia night rules. You got to put your phone away. Okay, yeah. I will. I wanted to know who okay. Tom Berenger was. This is just my notes. Yep. All right. I, next I, up. The year. I got the Tom Barry, who actually is a film producer. So just saying. Oh, the Rockford right. Peaches so, League of Their Own. Uh, next, next up. This is our third in the in the top five. It was a movie from 2012. Had a 60 million dollar budget, but it only made 49 million dollars in the box office. So it tanked. Uh, Moneyball. 
Nope. Uh, the I, lead actor is Clint Eastwood. Oh, son of a biscuit! I wanted to. Oh, I, wanted I know this one. Second build actor, or in this case, actress is Amy <clears throat> Adams. And as your consolation hunt, Justin Timberlake is also in this movie. It's so good. I, I've seen this. I know this movie, but like I can't think of. The I've name. never seen this one. They're both. They're both like recruiters. They go and they are not recruiters. Yeah. They, they go and they look at the college kids. Scouts. Scouts. Like, Thank you. They're scouts. Amy yeah. Adams is his daughter or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So the name yeah. of the movie is Trouble with the Curve. I'm going to give myself a point for this one. That's a good one. Is it a yeah, good movie? Uh, go, go ahead. Give yourself a point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a being, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't do good in the box office, but the movie, like for baseball nerds like me, it's good because it's a story of an old scout sort of up against the modern analytics system mm-hmm. and really proven that the old scouts really have something to still, you know, offer the game of baseball. Top so five. It's great. Top can, five, really. Okay, I want to watch that. You can't trick the eye, man. No matter what the yep. stats say, you can't trick the eye. And that's the other thing is like the Clint Eastwood is the old scout and yep. he's losing his vision. And so it's harder and harder. But the thing is, is he can hear it. He can hear the ball, you know, so. Yeah. So whatever. Good. But it's a, it's a good movie. Great movie. All right. Next up from 1994 has a $31 million budget and it made $50 million in the box office. <sighs> I need another hint. I, I got that. All right. Your top build actor is Danny Glover. Angels in the Outfield. Angels yep. in the Outfield. <laughs> I got one. Yeah, sports, sports ball. That's one of the best movies. That's so good. So, somehow, right now, That's each so of us good. have a point. How has this happened? So the tiebreaker is number five. Okay, let's roll, man. <laughs> okay, so this one came out in 2013. Moneyball. Nope. So I didn't include Moneyball because I, re- I Moneyball. Uh, recommended Moneyball. that one last week. I'm just <laughs> so that one is... You know, full disclosure, Moneyball is my all-time favorite. So, okay, this one had a $40 million budget, but it made $97 million in the box office. What year right, again? What, gonna, what year again? 94? 2013. Oh, shit. 2013, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the second build on this one because I feel like the first will give it away. So this one, the second build uh, actor is Harrison Ford. <sighs> I'm really disappointed right now. A Harrison Ford baseball Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Return of the so Bill there's a, there's a big ball in Indiana Jones. He's running away from it. All right. The top, the top build actor is Chadwick Boseman. Oh, oh, oh. The ah, number. It's the, the number. What, yep. what was the 89? Uh, no. <laughs> He's <laughs> gonna start guessing. Numbers. I don't know his number. I can't. I, 63. <laughs> 42. Yes, it is 42. It's 42. There you I go. won. I won. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I pol- okay, Jeremy, you're no. now uh, included in the winners. I have to apologize to uh, the audience for my language for calling Jeremy a dick fuck. <laughs> so, um, the I'm only sorry. reason I guessed 42 is because that was the answer to the question of uh, what is the universe in Hitchhiker's Hitch- Hitch- yeah. Guide to the galaxy is not because I know anything about baseball. Yeah. So 42 <laughs> is the story of Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson. He was the, the first African-American to, to be in the MLB. So it's a great movie. I, I never caught that one. Is, is it worth the, going back and watching? Yeah. And the other cool thing about it is all of the uh, like baseball scenes were filmed in Chattanooga because we have one of oh, the wow. last remaining like baseball stadiums from that time period really so it still looks like it looked back then that's awesome i'm really disappointed though 
Really? 42? You got to watch that one. I'm really disappointed that Rookie of the Year wasn't thrown in here. Uh, that Sandlot. one's a... Uh, I didn't know. Is Sandlot considered a baseball movie? I don't know. I thought about Sandlot. Come on, man. Surely. Yeah. Benny Rodriguez ends I, up in the major leagues. Uh, Smalls ends up one of the things. And then, you know, the Beast's owner w- was the blind guy from played with Babe Ruth in the Yankees. He comes out of the freaking closet. He's like, hey, kid. You know what? Matt kind of looks like Squints. Huh? Matt kind of looks like no. Squints. You're not allowed to call me Squints. Squints Palladors. not. I'm so squints. Where's Wendy Peppercorn? Hey, where's Wh- hey, he's your mar- darling lover girl? Hey, he's married to Wendy Peppercorn. He, he got her knocked up, and that's what I'm talking about. So, no, uh, the is, only thing is, I remember from that movie is like PF Flyers, guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher. Oh yeah, straight. the beast couldn't catch him. <laughs> is uh, is rookie of the year Dennis Quaid? No, Gary Busey. I don't know if I know that one. I'm gonna have to go look. That's at that. the one. No, that's th- the, there is a Dennis Quaid one though. There is What's a Dennis there, Quaid one. Where's the pitcher? There is a Dennis Quaid one, but Gary Busey's the pitcher in this one. Field of Dreams. And he, you know, it's about, no, that's the old one. There's a new one with Kevin Costner. Rookie of the Year. Or, I'm, is Dennis where Quaid. I mean, the kid slips on a baseball in his backyard, lands oh, on his yeah, shoulder. He's a pitcher. And then this, this, yeah, middle schooler can freaking throw 110 miles an hour <laughs> or whatnot. So he gets <laughs> his he, movie was called The Rookie. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, that was a good okay. one. That was a that good, was a good one. There's so many good baseball movies. Is, is the Field of Dreams. Yep. Field of, I, I never got into that damn movie. I mean, I Matt, I'm really disappointed you didn't have the bench warmers. <laughs> what that was that? my favorite. You've never seen that one? Rob Schneider. So. It's like a comedy movie about <laughs> baseball. And like the, the, these three adults, like the kid who played Napoleon and Napoleon Dynamite is in it. And like these three adults start playing little league teams to kind of show them like what's up because they're all like little a holes. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> the little league teams like bring in like ringers. They have like this like forty year old Colum- or like Cuban guy come in to play on their team, and his birth certificate is like a picture, and then in Granite says I am twelve. And like that's his birth certificate to play on their <laughs> He's team. I mean, like, it's it is amazing. It's it's a hilarious movie. Don't all they right, get? I'm don't they get myself drunk? on that one too? Nothing to do with baseball except they happen to be playing baseball while making all these jokes. That's why it's so good. This talk yes. makes me realize how much I love baseball movies. I want to watch. I want to watch Forty Two, Trouble with the Curve, and Moneyball. We, we got to catch up on those. Moneyball's one that I've definitely. Uh, that's on my list. It's it, and that's based off a true story, correct? You haven't seen it? I've not yeah. seen mm-hmm. Moneyball. No, we talked about this. It's on week, Netflix. I, I watched it like two weeks ago, just like on a random. It's not whim. on there. Dang it. What? It's not on there anymore. I looked. So does that? Oh, like within the last month, I, I for sure watched it on there. So um, it must have just been like yeah. going out. And that's probably why I saw it or something. I think we so, can rent it on Amazon Prime. So since Jeremy won, is he back in the winner's group? He's back again? in the winner's group. Okay. We're about tied again. <laughs> hey, we're tight. We're tight. <laughs> Look at this. You guys try and throw sports at me and I'm still still a winner. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Maybe we'll have to do Matt's movies more often. I yeah, like movies that. movies are great. I like that. And, and Recommending movies, it's kind of like you put them on your list and you're like, okay, that like, like neat. You know, Jeremy mm-hmm. recommending that and my brother uh, recommending that, you know, it plays in your head so much where you're like, okay, I'm actually going to take the time, sit down and watch it. Any other time I'd be playing Fortnite or, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever. Anyways. All right. Y'all want to take a break? Let's do it. I'll take a break. And on the other side, we're coming back with the segments you love. Jeremy's rapid fire questions and yours truly's reload recommends. We'll see you on the other side.
right, guys, we're gonna roll right into rapid fire questions. Here we go. Um, I know Stacy loves going first, but we're gonna change it up this week and not let her go first. So we will do Matt, Joel, Stacy. First question. Best for first. Is almost best forgot. for first. Is surgery <laughs> stabbing someone to life? Matt. Oh my gosh. I think it is. I think it is. There we go. There we go. Joel. Get more of shanking someone to life. Shanking someone to life with a sharpened toothbrush. Correct. Perfect. Stacy. I guess technically, yeah. I mean, stabbing you, you're the medical expert. You heard the folk. The folk. All right. A follow-up to Matt's movie. Name that movie. First person who has the answer, just shout it out. After losing his father, a young boy joins a hippie group and becomes a vegan. Star Wars. He joins a hippie group and becomes a vegan in Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, we watch different Je- Star Wars. The Jedi may be considered hippie groups. They're not vegans, though. <laughs> the blue milk? I don't know. Okay, clearly it's not okay. Star Wars. I I need to read. The, if they're game. drinking milk, oh, they're not oh, vegan. Oh, 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 okay. oh I got okay, it. I got point. it. Lion King. Eat it. Eat it. It is Lion King. It is Lion King. <laughs> yes! Wait yes! a minute. How does he become a vegan? He eats only bugs with Simone and Pumbaa. Yeah, so bugs don't have joke. lives, so they're so, so they're vegan. Weird. Bugs, That's so weird. No, I freaking nailed it. I'm so awesome. You are. It's going in the camp shift title. All right, this next one is listener submitted. Oh. And it is name that product. Hey-o. Slot dog. <laughs> First person who has the answer, shout it out. Blue water. Climate control. A product that is called blue water. Gatorade? No, but very close. Powerade. I mean, not close at all, but like, <laughs> that was one of my guesses. It's drinkable. Um, it is not drinkable. That's your next clue. Oh, shit. Okay. Antifreeze. No. You want the next hint? Yeah. yeah. This person's cleaning lady asked for blue water. Index. It is Windex. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Who submitted it? Uh, my sister, her cleaning lady, asked her for some blue water for cleaning. Uh, nice. I like how Meg makes it into about every other, like every third podcast. Oh, Meg. Yeah. Oh, Meg. Oh. She, I don't even know if she listens. So if you're listening, Meg, good for you. If not, then you'll never hear this. So croissant off. <laughs> anyway, next question. On December 7th, 1941, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. According to the Flat Earth model, do you think they took the Antarctic route or the Arctic route? Matt. Uh, Antarctic. Antarctic. So they went around the whole bottom part of the world and skirted around uh, Africa and uh, South America and then came up the Pacific Ocean to attack. I mean, if it's the flat Earth model, there is no bottom, is there? There's just I'm all saying the way like to one if side. you were looking at it from the top and there was like a northern part and a southern part, they went the southern route. Is what uh, you're yes. Yes, only about 6,000 miles. Okay. Joel? Nope, totally northern route. North, northern route? Skip okay. hopping a jump. So they went over Russia, yeah. across Europe, uh, Canada, and then came down. Yes, because the wind was... Or, the, around Alaska. Well, the, the wind was right that day. Good push. Okay. How many yeah. miles is that? They're both about 6,000, I think. Wait, <laughs> what's the circumference of the Earth? 
doesn't matter. Oh well, you know, it's twenty-four thousand. It's, no, it's, it's not 20, a it's, it's not a circumference if it's flat. What, what is the linear circumference? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Can we drag this out anymore? <laughs> 20, I think it's like twenty-four thousand miles because I mean it's opposite sides of the flat Earth. You know, Japan and Hawaii. We're so. just we're just gonna Stacey. say what the Earth is not flat. Sign off. Way to be a party pooper. Dick. Next question, guys. <laughs> side part or center part, Matt? Side part. Joel. Side part. <laughs> like it matters to you. Right answer. <laughs> yeah, side part. Rocking it over here. Uh, I am glad we're all millennials and we can uh, we can understand like the uh, the glory of the side part. I, I, I did rock a good butt cut back in the day, though. <laughs> what the hell is a butt cut? You never heard butt the cut? middle part. Oh, huh. Straight. No, never heard that. Straight in the middle, straight down, down to the cheekbones, man. I had it, had it in middle school. Got all, butt I got, cut. I really thought you were talking about something completely different. Got all, I got all the ladies. I wasn't cutting butt, I'll tell you that damn much, but it was called the butt <laughs> cut. Interesting. Sounds like. Interesting. Do you pronounce it pecans or pecans? Not pecans. Joel. Pecan. Basie. Pecans. Yankee. <laughs> Do you say pop? Always. Huh? Do you say pop? Soda. I don't say pop. I used to say- Wait, do, what do you guys call like a general soft drink? I what used is your thing? Every, soda. Until I married Coke. her, everything was Coke. Everything was Coke. Yeah, Coke. But like same thing here. Say. That's like the southern thing. Everything's Coke. Now, Doesn't matter what it but is. But now I say soda. Huh. I know. Look at you changing over the years. Got, gotta keep stay married. So. Oh, is that right? Have you ever have you ever eaten a lemon like it was an orange? Just peeled it and dive, dove right in. Matt. No. Joel. Nope. Stacy. I have not, but that sounds amazing. What? Yeah, oh, I, would guys. Eat, I would do that. I love lemons. So you would eat a whole sound. lemon. Yeah, well, I love lemons. My cheeks are hurting. I love lemons too, and so does Amelia, my three-year-old daughter. Like, if, I, if I'm if i cutting lemons for a dish, she's like, let me have one, and she just like starts eating it. Wow. Yeah, Fantastic. we need to eat those. Uh, ah, makes my jaw hurt. That's what... You know, I'm she said, <laughs> "A locked jaw." Yeah. Not. Anyways, go ahead. You're driving down the road. You get a hankering for some coffee. There's a Starbucks and a Dunkin' right next to each other. At which establishment do you stop, Matt? Dunkin' Donuts. I would even go to the next exit to get to a Dunkin' Donuts. I if, love if you. Well, well, they they changed their name. It's just Dunkin'. Uh, whatever. Duncan, you don't even know the name of the establishment that you are uh, establishing. Nah, nah man, at, nah. Look, whatever. Look, bro, it will forever be double D's for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we're talking about coffee, not what you do in your spare time. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, seriously, it's Duncan, man, hands down. I don't want those communist Starbucks people. Get them out of here. Uh, I, it's all Duncan. For Duncan's me. coffee is so good. It's the best. It's just like down to if earth. If you're going to get man. just a cup of coffee, I mean, like, if you want to get, like, all the bells and whistles and all the little jazzes and shit. A like unicorn that. frappuccino. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Go to your Starbucks or whatever. I just want a nice hot cup of coffee with a little bit of cream, and it's fantastic at Duncan. I will say, I will say this a little redaction here when I'm feeling a little, a little fancy. A little glizzy? A little glizzy, no. Let's uh, see. Um, the Starbucks does have. What was that I used to get with the, was it the cold drink? Was it frappuccino? I think so. A chip chocolate milkshake. I would get a mint. Yeah, basically. mint chocolate. Basically, I would get a mint chocolate chip frappuccino 
with a double shot of espresso on that jazz. I used to get the uh, Java chip frappuccinos all the time. That's what it was. They're 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 milkshakes. They're one hundred percent. It was the Java chip. That's what a Java chip. Not mint. That's what I would. Yeah. 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 Have you guys ever had the uh, Starbucks sous vide egg bites? The uh, the bacon Gruyere ones. I don't eat there. They are one hundred percent worth like trying. If you're ever at a Starbucks, bacon Gruyere sous vide egg bites, like they're really good. I'll say this: Dunkin's coffee is great. Their donuts are great. Their food sucks. Yeah, don't order food at Dunkin'. Oh, it's not, do- like, unless that, it's a donut. That's not the play. The donut's good. But yeah, uh, other than that, you're overpaying for shitty food. No, sorry, sorry. Next question. True or false? People with beards are just people without beards with beards. Matt. True. Joel. Logic checks out. Shit, man, that just like made my eyes cross. Say that again. <laughs> nope, can't. True or false? True. I'm just rolling Stacey. with, I'm yep. agreeing with Matt. Yep, true. I'm, I yep, still have yep. no idea what the question was. I've done that a lot. It was, people with beards are just people without beards with beards. Okay, move on, please. <laughs> and that brings us to the final question of the evening. <laughs> are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Matthew Farr. Yes, of course. Joel. Is Rookie of the Year the greatest baseball movie of all time? According to you, it is, even though you don't know who the main actor is. Gary Busey. Is he? Am I sitting next to the reigning champion of the first oh, Camp Chef cooking competition? I should have said and that a r- for my thing. And you are also sitting next to the loser of Matt's movies. So that will bring us to the end of this segment, and I will throw it over to Joel. That's right, guys. It's time for you to listen to the winner of all winners. Yours truly. Well, we and we're gonna <laughs> shit. I'm screwing this segment up now. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's that time we recommend things to you guys that we think are badass and awesome. And with that being said, let's roll straight into reload recommendations. Recommendations reload. Yeah, baby. Too much? No. Not <laughs> Julie. Uh, Julie. Stacy's uh, guitar facing over there. Hey, Julie. I was trying to make your guitar face the other day on my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what I sent back? Yeah, it was great. Guitar face. I did. I just wanted to do you proud. I didn't think it was good enough, but I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. All right, where are we going? Yeah. All right. Let's do this right now. We're gonna start things off with my lady. Miss Stacy, rolling over to Jeremy, back to myself, and ended things with the man, Mr. Matt Farr. <laughs> so, first things first, what you got, girl? All right, so I am bringing um, a song. I am recommending a song. You will hear it on uh, Reload Recommends on our playlist on Spotify. Make sure you go over and follow. I don't have a big hoopla type thing. Like, I cannot tell you anything about this artist. I happened to stumble upon this song and I love it. I've been listening to it for about two weeks now. It is by an artist called Two Feet and the song is called Fire. It's a great groove and like that background music almost sounds like uh, the Fields of Gold background music. 
I love how Jeremy, 99% of our songs, <laughs> completely is checked out. Good song. <laughs> I know. I think there's three songs, maybe four. I know two of them are his. One of them is Bass that he recently put in. The outfield, might, yeah. They're, the outfield a couple weeks ago, I was like, that's that's a jam. That's a jam. <laughs> there, there, might be <laughs> one, there might be one more song on our, our playlist that Jeremy actually That probably likes. is my favorite one, though, too. Whenever we, whenever we, we, uh, we have very different tastes in music on here, and I think, like, Matt and I's tastes overlap a little bit, but um, not significantly. <laughs> I like all different genres. Now, if I was going to go and have my own, like, Stacy's music playlist, it would be a ton of, like, 80s, because I love yeah. freaking 80s oh, music. Oh, that's... I, I love that sort of music. But yeah. I'm kind of keeping to the same chillbilly music, grillbilly music, and Look, y'all. that's what I'm recommending. Look, y'all. Yeah. Hey, Tennessee's winning, 32 to 22. Just letting y'all know. All right, who's next? Uh, anyway. Thank you for that extremely dated reference, Joel. You're welcome. <laughs> Jeremy, you're up, buddy. All right, guys, this week I want to recommend something I actually just got. I've had it before, and um, being the animal I am, I broke the thing, and I got another one. And it is a Groove wedding ring. Uh, These things are incredible. They are silicone uh, wedding bands, rings for men and women. Um, I got them for both myself and uh, my wife. And um, being the ridiculous person I am, I managed to break my last one. And so I just got a new one, uh, reached out to them. They sent me a new one because they have an incredible warranty if you do break it. Um, And this is one of their new ones. It is their Zeus line. And it's supposed to be um, a little bit more indestructible than the uh, previous models. It has like a band that goes around the center of it that uh, uh, strengthens it, keeps it from stretching out and uh, tearing on you. And I chose to get mine in the color Flat Earth. Uh, because that is just fucking incredible <laughs> and fantastic. A great recommendation. I had a Quelo ring at one time, and uh, they are super comfortable. Not the same. I know that they, they, they vary. Yeah. So someone reached out to me just today saying they used to have a Quelo, but they didn't like the way it felt on their hands. And the groove is incredibly comfortable. You completely forget that you're wearing it. That's amazing. I, I will say when I was wearing the Quelo, uh super light, I didn't know I even had a ring on, but that sucker tore in a heartbeat. Um, it didn't last but maybe two or three weeks with me. Yeah. So my um, my first groove lasted about a year or so. Wow. And, doing um, what you did. And I tore it. Hmm? So doing what you do, it lasted a year? Yeah. Uh, for those of you at home who don't know, um, I work on my knees um, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know, you 90% do. of the time. Mm. So um, I am on my hands and knees most of the day. Um, and my if you've ever seen my hands and my stories, people make fun of my sausage fingers. Um, <laughs> I, he has my gorilla hands knuckles. A lot. Like, I feel like he could break bricks. Yeah, and like my actual wedding band was um, tungsten because tungsten is supposed to be unscratchable. I scratch the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, so that didn't take too long. So I don't wear that anymore just because um, it's not great to wear um, a band like that while you're in construction in sure. case you ever, you know, get degloved or something. So I stopped wearing that and uh, went to the groove ring. And so just got a new one and I'm, I'm really thrilled to be wearing it. Fantastic, fantastic. So my recommendation for this week before we get to the the Mr. Matt Faw is I started listening to a new podcast and I, I, I listen, 
There's, I don't like a lot of podcasts out there. There's a few of the meat eaters that I'll listen to. There's a few Joe Rogans I'll listen to every now and then. I can't listen to those on a regular basis. Um, I'm very vain. I love listening to our podcast on a regular basis. <laughs> um, uh, it's, my, it's my favorite. Um, and I also like the Potty Mouth Boys. I like their podcast as well. Um, but I just, a buddy of mine in West Tennessee, he had turned me on to this podcast um, a few months ago, and I just started listening to it. Have y'all heard of uh, Duck Dynasty? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. Phil Robertson, Jace Robertson, and I forgot the other guy's name because he was Willie. No, not Willie. Willie's not in this. Uh, their other brother who doesn't have a beard. Um, they had this podcast called Unashamed. So, so when, I, when me and Stacy started this company, one of the biggest things we always talked about is we were going to put God at the forefront of this company. Um, and I always tell people I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Um, and the, you know, with this whole COVID and all that jazz, we've not been to church in at least a year, a little over a year. And, you know, something that I've been wanting to, I mean, I've just it's been on my heart, been on my mind a lot. And, I, and then I remembered he sent me this podcast. He told me what this is about, and it's about being unashamed of your faith. And it, it, dude, listening to these guys, it is the most unpreachy podcast. They literally just talk about everyday life, the woods, and they talk about God. And they're they're freaking real about it, and it's really invigorating me in the spirit and in my faith. And I love it. I'm, I'm addicted to it. They're little 45 minute episodes. They're really uh, strict on sticking to that. So you're, you're getting 45 minutes to an hour tops. And, uh, I really recommend this, but it's, you know, with everything that's been going on, if you need to fill yourself up a little bit, go subscribe to the unashamed podcast with Phil Robertson and Jace Robertson. You won't regret it. Whether you're a believer, um, uh, or a non-believer, this podcast you can relate to. Just go check it out. So that's my recommendation for the week. And with that, we'll pass it to the man, Mr. Matt Farr. All right. So this week for Matt's music, I didn't have a chance to put together any big hoopla because I was too busy looking up movie facts. So this is a song by a band called Royal Blood called Typhoons. Also a groove, also a jam, uh, but yeah, it came out in January 2021, according to Spotify. So go check out the playlist and hear the full song. There you go. I want to know when that song is going to come on Matt's uh, music on the Reload Recommends playlist, the one that uh, sounds just like uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart. When's that coming out? It's got to be on the playlist. Uh, I liked it, but it didn't quite uh, live up to the standard the high standard of oh. belonging on our All right. Well, you wait, 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 wait. No, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. That didn't live up, but I shot your dog by Fred Eaglesmith. You're the one who put that one on there. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's nope, go. you did it. So Noah, it went on there. Noah from Pit Barrel put that shit on there. <laughs> yeah. Will you send me, tell me what that song was because I really liked it. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, maybe I'll put it on next week. I don't, yeah. 
We'll I'll check it s- out. Make it easier. Right, Jeremy's we'll, got a wad. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, let's pass it shoot on. a wad. Let's pass it on over to Jeremy so he can uh, spit out his F-Wad. Bienvenue and welcome to the F-Wad of today, this Tuesday, in this week, month, quarter, <laughs> year, <so> decade, <laughs> and millennia. Sometimes it's a dream. In the century, whatever. Sure. We're all good. Matthew Farr, we're good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, all right, all right. The F wad of today is Bird Noisette. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally uh, the French word for brown butter. Um, so if you've ever made a brown butter sauce, uh, brown butter is a fantastic, fantastic, easy to make um, sauce at home. Goes over potatoes, all sort of things. Throw a little bit of sage in there while you're making it. Amazing. The basic idea is that you have unsalted butter <clears throat> in a pan over low heat. The butter fat and the milk solid separate. And if you were to skim off that butter fat, you would have uh, you would have ghee or clarified butter. But leave it in there altogether. The butter fat and the milk solids. The solids will start to brown in the bottom of the pan. Pull it off before they get burnt and turn black. But when they turn a nice hazelnut brown, mix it back together, and that gives you just an amazing nutty flavor to your brown butter. You could add this to sauces, make some uh, chocolate chip cookies with it. There are so many applications for a brown butter, or as the French like to call it. Bernoisette. I'm really disappointed. Before we get to Joel, I'm Bleh. disappointed that there's no B in this. <laughs> if it I know. I'm not going to pronounce it like that. Bernoisette. So, Bernoisette. <laughs> oh, Bleh. there you go, Joel. There's a hint. Noisette. <laughs> okay, hang on. Take All right. right. Uh, so Matthew Farr, that- if you'd like to introduce Joel's segment. <laughs> <laughs> and now Joel's going to spell the French word of the day. Oh, thank you, sir. Here, here, here I go. Uh, he said, <laughs> shit. Burn was that? No. Bleu. Not- <laughs> no, say how you said it. Burn was that? Burr or burn? We've already had bleu as a word, Joel. You should know how to spell it. Freaking A. I don't. Okay. I, it's I, brown I, butter. The first word is butter. <laughs> bleu. <laughs> So, oh, Burr Noisette. Forget it, man. Here we go. Burr Noisette. B E R N W A I S E T. Burn Noisette. You're missing a bunch of letters and you added a bunch that don't need to be there. Burn B E R N. Hey. Burn. Feel the burn. What happened to them burgers, man? That burn Noisette. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. So, Burr, we've already had the word bleh B-U-R. on the show. B-E-U-R-R-E. What the burr. hell? Okay. <laughs> noisette. N-O-I-S-E-T-T-E. Burr, noisette. Noisette. Say the last part again. No. Burr, noisette. Noisette. See, you did Like noisette. Okay. Noisette. He didn't say it. He didn't enunciate that shit. I so does that mean brown on its own? Like if you separate it. it from the bleh? I think the literal translation is actually hazelnut. Um, but the what it's actually meaning in American in English in would American. be brown butter. <laughs> a, well, I don't know what they're doing over in England. In, like in, culinary in America, yes. So like, uh, it's weird how some languages put the what we 
the word we would put in the beginning, they put at the end. So it's like hazelnut brown. That yeah, right? butter grammar brown. butter brown. <laughs> you know what? Shut it's up. a mystery. You know what? Kiss, how much I want to kiss my ass? And uh, with that being said, <laughs> we're going to end this damn podcast. Get the hell up out of here. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We hope that you subscribe. Do it. Do it right now. Hit that subscribe button so you can listen to that reload podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. It's okay to burp at the table as long as your pinky's out while you're doing it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, that's the rule. That's the rule. Of, that's the rule. Uh, yeah, they cancel each other out. <laughs> Do you look like you got a tan, Joel? I was out in the sun all day today, and so yeah, I got a little, got a little crispy on my bald ass head. <laughs> Jealous. I'll, I'll tell you what, Matt. You look like you saw the sun last year sometime. That's probably accurate. <laughs> but like the, the f- I saw the sun the fir- through my window at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> like the first part of last year, not like the end of it either. <laughs> yeah. uh, that when we got together back in like Mar- March or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> last time I saw you guys, that was the last time I was outside. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Careful, you'll get a sunburn from that flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? This fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that in the house. I'm your host, Joe. That's twice. That's odor reload oven seasoning. How's Harper? Uh, Oh, she's good. And and just like me, you know, like oh, that just shocked my lip. Let's uh, like nega. Let's go that's ahead. Let's go ahead and call Cade. That, that, that's something we installed so you'd stop talking to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a button hotkey. You guys hate it. Shocks my lip, and then I'm like, oh shit, I better stop. Yeah, yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> that sounds so what much you, like what are you, you saying about? holy moly, Joel. Every time it plays, it does. It ready? Like One you. more time. Holy moly! <laughs> it does. It's the Joel. Joel voice. Don't give us one. It's me. Give us one, Joel. What? Say it. Give us one. No. Howly moly. Howly moly. Howly moly. It's the same. Howly moly. That, that's just you. <laughs> so is. Okay, we're gonna we need to do that. Can you guess which one's Joel and which one is it? Howly moly. Howly moly. <laughs>